There's a, a verse of scripture in the Bible, we're going to read it together. It's found in Mark's Gospel in the New Testament, chapter 5, verses 25 to 34. Uh, if you've been a Christian, if you've been around church for any length of time, you will have heard this story before. And uh, it reads like this. It says that there was a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding and she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and she had, she had suffered a great deal from many doctors and over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them but, had got, but it had gotten no better. In fact, it had gotten worse and she heard about Jesus so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe for she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately, the blood stopped and she could feel her body as, as if she had been healed of a terrible condition. And Jesus realized at once the healing power had gone from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realisation of what had happened to her, came and fell at her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that just for the few short moments we have together, that God, as you say, that as your word goes out, that it never returns void, that it always goes out and accomplishes what it set out to do. So Father, we pray for every heart this morning, whether people have been Christians for many years, maybe they're new to faith, or maybe it's the first time in a church. God, I pray that Lord Jesus, that everybody will get something from you this morning, from the youngest to the oldest, and that Father, this morning, that we won't melt in this heat. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Hey, so this is a well-known portion of scripture if you've been around church for any length of time. A lady who was in trouble, she was in distress. She had a condition that needed healing. Jesus was actually on his way uh, to uh, a person's house to go and heal somebody else actually. And this happens in the midst of him going somewhere else. And in the midst of something else, something happens where a lady comes up from behind and thinks to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, something is going to happen in me. The Bible says is that she had heard about Jesus. I don't know about you this morning, but whether you've been in church many times or whether it's your first time, I want to say this to you this morning, that Jesus loves you for you. That you don't need to try and be anything that you're not. That even in the midst of maybe the turmoil and the stuff that you're going through at the moment that I believe that Jesus is there and he wants to be with you this morning and maybe you've heard about Jesus maybe you've come this morning because you think do you know what if God is out there if there's this thing called God uh, uh, I want to maybe get to know him or I want him to do something in my life that can change my circumstance so what I want to do is is that just for a few moments I want to look at this particular portion of scripture and just give you a couple of things that I notice from it that I pray will help you this morning. The first thing is this, is that it is normal and everybody bleeds. Some of us in this room this morning uh, may think, you know, well, nobody knows the situation that I am going through. No, I don't. 
But I do know this, is that everybody in this room has situations and circumstances that they are working through at the moment. Maybe some of them are good or maybe some of them are bad. The thing with it is, is that everybody bleeds. There's nobody in this place, if I cut them this morning or, or they nicked themselves on, on, a, a, you know, on the corner of a table or whatever, they would bleed. Why? Because everybody in this room at the moment has life-giving blood pumping through their veins. It is normal. It, it, it is something that happens all the time but I want to say this to you this morning and I want to release people this morning that maybe feel that you're the only one in the room you're not you're not the only one going through a situation and a circumstance you're not the only one that that, that, that may have difficulties going on and you may feel isolated and alone but I want to say this to you this morning is that you are not alone why because everybody bleeds and it's normal. You know, what isn't normal is to continue to bleed. You know, I, 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 it's so wonderful this morning to have Sue in with us this morning in church. It's so wonderful to see you. How long is it since you've been in church, Sue? Three years. Let's give her another round of applause. We love you, Sue. So good to see you. I went to see her in hospital. And I walked in, and as I walked in, she, uh, she just laughed. And then she just carried on laughing. I don't know what it is I do, but anyway, there we go. But the thing with it is this, is that you go to the hospital if you are broken to get fixed. You don't stay in hospital. There is something about going to a place uh, like the hospital to get fixed. And I believe that even though some of us may be hurting this morning, even though some of us may be bleeding this morning, I believe that this place is a place where you can get fixed, where you can walk out of here. Why? Not because you've met just a pastor, not because you've just met with a group of friends, but you've met with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords who can help you in your time of need. Everybody bleeds and it's normal. We need to understand this that actually we're all imperfect people. Nobody's perfect apart from Mary Poppins. <laughs> Gets out her tape measure. Perfect in practically every way. <laughs> but when nobody's perfect, and we're all on this thing called life, this journey called life, with its ups and its downs, and sometimes it's really, really hard. But I wanna say this to you this morning, that if you feel isolated and you feel alone, if you feel that there's nobody else out there, I want to say this to you, is that you can find a place of normality in this room where people will love you, but not only that, that God loves you, that God loves you and he wants to make you whole. The second thing is this, is that sometimes, you know, when we're in this state of flux, when we're in this state where stuff is going wrong and maybe we feel down and maybe we feel out and maybe we are bleeding, we sometimes go to the wrong people for help. You know, you can go online now and you can find every self-help book in the world for every ailment, for every mindset, for every disease that you could possibly think. And everybody is searching for that fix to try and make themselves better. You know, you can go online and you can find uh, stuff. I went on, I found how to be a better preacher, Luke. For me and you. 
and for everybody else. By the way, Beth, you did a great job this morning. First time on stage, you did a great job. In Mark chapter 25, verse 26 of this particular scripture, it says this. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors, and over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. We can try every self-help book. We can try everything on the market. And actually, the Bible says that the only thing that will satisfy is Jesus himself. It's who God is. And we can try everything out there, but the, I believe the only thing that will satisfy the hunger within us is God himself. I've seen it happen so many times. There are people in this room that have been through so many terrible experiences and they've tried everything. They may have been to see doctors. They may have been to see self-help gurus. But let me tell you this. We can go everywhere. We can go looking at so many different avenues for things. But let me tell you this is that my God says he will supply all of my needs. Amen. Is that in the midst of what may be going on around us, we can come before the Father knowing that he sustains, knowing that he helps, knowing that he brings life, and actually that he is the only one that can stop the bleeding. That so often we go through life and we, we, we don't know which way to turn. And we can go to so many people, we can go to the wrong people. The Bible says is that she'd been seen by so many doctors, she thought could help her. She was broke. She'd spent all of her money. It says, actually, she ended up being worse off than she'd ever been because she'd been to the wrong people. We can try every potion, lotion, and cream. We can try everything online. We can speak to so many different people. But ultimately, it's only him that can break through. The last thing is this, and with this I'm going to close. It's important never to give up. It's important never to give up. Firstly, everybody bleeds. Secondly, we can go to the wrong people for help. Thirdly, it's important not to give up. One of my heroes in the faith, many of you will know, is a man by the name of John Wesley. John Wesley rode over 10,000 miles on horseback. He had a sore bum at the end of it. Riding, actually it was 250,000 miles, not 10,000. 250,000 miles all over the, the UK, spreading the good news of who Jesus was. And when he died, they found his diary and uh, they began to go through his diary. And I want to show you an excerpt from his diary. And I want to read it to you this morning. This man never, ever gave up. It says this, Sunday morning, May the 5th, preached in St. Anne's, was asked not to come back anymore. Sunday p.m. May the 5th, preached at St. John's. Deacon said, get out and stay out. Sunday a.m. May the 12th, preached at St. Jude's. Can't go back there either. In the p.m. of that same day, preached at St. George's. Kicked out again. Sunday a.m. May the 19th, preached at St. Somebody Else's. Deacons called a special meeting and said I couldn't return. In the evening of that same day, preached on the street. Kicked off the street. Sunday a.m. May the 26th, preached in a meadow and chased out of the meadow as a bull was turned loose during the service. Sunday a.m. June the 2nd, preached on the edge of town and kicked off the highway. Sunday p.m. June the 2nd, afternoon service, preached in a pasture and 10,000 people came to hear me. You see, you see, there is something about the tenacity of each human spirit about not giving up. Keep persevering, 
keep going. And sometimes, maybe some of you here this morning say, well, I don't know why this situation or this circumstance is happening. Hey, nor do I. I don't understand necessarily why sometimes bad things happen to good people and why sometimes good things happen to bad people. But I do know this, is that Jesus loves you. And sometimes we just need to press in and say, God, if you're out there, uh, make yourself real to me. Come into my life because I want to have a relationship with you. I haven't got time to go into it this morning and with this the band can come up but I haven't got time to go into the desperation of the lady if you go back and you look in the book of Leviticus which is in the Old Testament it talks about the taboo of the condition that this lady had and and what would have happened to her socially because of the condition that she had She would have been classed as unclean. She would have been cast out. Nobody wanted to know her. If she touched anything, nobody else was allowed to touch what this lady had touched. It was more than likely that she was divorced from her husband because of the condition. And she was an outcast. But you see, she never, ever gave up. She kept pushing through. The Bible says that she pressed against people as she went through the crowd to try and touch Jesus. Why? Because she knew that Jesus was the answer. She knew that Jesus was the only one that could help. She'd heard about Jesus and she thought, you know what? If I can just get within uh, half an arm's length of him where I can just touch the hem of his garment, something just might happen. She was desperate. And she was willing to risk it all. Risk the ridicule. Risk the uncomfortability of of maybe pushing through the crowd and people going, oh, get away. She was probably known by everybody around her. Look, here comes the unclean woman. But she did what she had to do because she knew that Jesus could help her. What can we learn from this woman? really quickly this woman with no name why is it that so many people in the Bible that have had a massive impact why is it that maybe two and a half thousand years later I don't know two thousand years later that a group of people in a very hot upper room in the middle of Bebbington are talking about a woman that pushed through the crowd We don't even know her name, but she had an impact. And I want to say to each and every person here this morning, whether you are a Christian or whether you're not, let me tell you, it doesn't matter whether you're known or not, but I would say this is that you are known to Jesus. And actually Jesus, you can approach Jesus in every single situation. He is approachable. It says in Mark 5, 27, in that same passage of scripture, I said, it says that she'd heard about Jesus and she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. This morning, Jesus is approachable. You can come before Jesus this morning. You may just have a little bit of faith. You may not understand everything about God. Well, join the club. I don't know everything about God either. I don't understand him sometimes. I don't get it, but I do know he loves me. The second thing is, is not only is Jesus approachable, Jesus calls you and he sees you. 
Mark 5 verse 34, he says these words. He says, daughter. He calls the lady daughter. He doesn't call her the unclean woman. He doesn't call her something, oh, get away from me. He doesn't say anything other than daughter. And I want to say to each and every person in this room this morning, that I believe that Jesus calls you son, sir. He calls you daughter, madam. And he loves you unconditionally. That maybe you're bleeding at the moment. Maybe there's a situation, a circumstance that you're going through and you don't know which way to turn. I want to tell you this, is that Jesus knows you and he knows you by name. And he loves you unconditionally. And he wants to help you. He's approachable. The last thing is this, is that Jesus honours faith. Jesus honours faith. You know, sometimes faith is spelt R-I-S-K, risk. Sometimes it's spelt risk. Sometimes faith is stepping out into the unknown when we don't know what's going on around us. Sometimes faith is just saying, Do you know what, God, if you're out there, I'm going to give you a shot. And Jesus, after he'd said to this woman and he'd called her daughter, he said these words. He said, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. It wasn't, in the, it wasn't the faith of Jesus that healed him. He healed her. It was the faith of her. Not understanding everything about God, but saying, God, Jesus, if you're there, I'm, I'm going to push through the crowd. I'm going to touch. I'm going to just touch the hem of his garment and see what happens. Faith. You know, in that moment, in that very moment, of her touching Jesus's hem. Something happened, threefold happened. She touched the person of Jesus. She touched the power, she touched the presence, and she touched the purpose. I believe that Jesus has come to bridge that gap. I was saying to about little Rodri before, the circle, his name means circle. To bridge that gap, to complete it, to make the circle complete between you and God. And this morning I believe that we can come before Jesus and in a moment we can touch the power, the presence and the purpose of why Jesus came to make us whole.